What's up, everybody? It is the No Notes podcast. Oh. Well, a TBD podcast, I put it to you that way. Um, it is your host, Maddie B, with H Double and Sam Cookie. We are super excited for today. Today's April uh, 2nd. So, everyone knows what time of year it is. It is March Madness Finals time. We're super excited for today's episode. We have two good topics today. We'll be talking about March Madness throughout, though. We're going to be talking about the women's tournament, and then we'll finish off with the men's tournament. And we're recording this before the women's championship game plays today. Um, And so hopefully we'll each get predictions on that. And then we'll be talking about kind of our teams we've liked, what we've liked about all the tournaments and stuff, and kind of wrap it up. Kind of... It's kind of sad that March Madness is already coming to an end. Um, college basketball coming to an end. You know, it's kind of one of our favorite time of the years. But, you know, everything has to come to an end at some point. So, yeah, that's what I have to say for that. Anything else yeah. for you guys before we jump in? Yeah, I don't blame you for, for saying welcome back to the No Notes podcast. We <laughs> did that for 80-whatever episodes, so it's habit. Uh, real quick, just a, a quick shout-out to Lamont Butler for – stripping Sam of his McChicken money, as we've been calling it. Uh, we'll, yeah. we, we'll explain that maybe later on, but Sam lost McChicken money I because of that shot. Yeah, <laughs> it was my McChicken money. I'm not happy about that, but it was... Um, so we're recording this the day after the two um, Final Four games happening for Men's March Madness. And yeah, we, we watched both games together, and it was a heartbreaking I needed uh, FAU to win to keep my McChicken money, but San Diego State won, so someone else took my spot and won that McChicken money. I am <laughs> without words, honestly. I was crushed when that happened. Hey, well, let's save it for when we talk about the men's men's side of the, the brand. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll save it for later. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're ready, Matt. But, okay, oh, well, yeah. oh. with no further ado, we're going to yeah. go on to the next – Oh, I've already I've already hit the lap, bro. We're ready. To I don't go. know. Sam, Sam wanted to say something. I just kind of, kind of I was gonna in. no. I was just gonna transition to us. Um, oh, okay. Thinking we we're gonna start out today's podcast with covering uh, women's March Madness. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes just um, did good. That's all oh, I have to say. Oh my gosh! Oh no! <laughs> oh, good. already yeah. falling apart. Oh gosh! Damn, that might be a new record for how quickly it's record. falling apart. But, <laughs> No, they um they completely blew everyone um everyone out of the water last night. They did so well. Caitlin Clark, that's all we have to say. Um, I don't think you, even words can even describe her right now. She is doing insane. She did very very well last night. But um, Matt is the expert. Go, but yeah, I will I will let him take the floor. Me or or Matt. <laughs> Matt can take. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm so glad that Sam is um taking his analytical prowess and giving us his his thoughts. Um, you know, out of all the women's March Madness, he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I was good." <laughs> the end. <laughs> nice. Um, period. Period. So no yeah. Way. So Sam, Sam is is correct though. Yeah. So I was pretty good. Um. Honestly, the women's tournament this year, um, I followed it kind of a little bit more just because 
um, all like the NIL stuff. So like I'm on TikTok and stuff. So obviously follow the Cavender twins on Miami. And then obviously Caitlin Clark is getting big as well. And then you have, you know, UConn, South Carolina, et cetera. So I was following it probably a little bit more than what I have in the past. Um, and then actually Utah um, was a two seed, the women's team up here. So they were actually pretty good this year too. So that was kind of fun to see, even though I'm a BYU fan, like it is kind of fun to see like, you know, a really close school doing well. Um, but yeah, like overall the games have been pretty cool. I mean, I think the player of the tournament, like if there was a player of the tournament thing, like I think everyone would vote for Caitlin Clark and then like no one would be like, too upset with that i mean she dropped a 40 point triple double against uh who was it against that was, was the, the game the before final. yeah louisville yeah louisville and then they played um south carolina and she dropped 41 and, which is just crazy and you see her pulling up from deep and everything like that and i mean they look good LSU also has been looking good. They've had a little bit closer. I would – well, they've both had close games. LSU hasn't looked as dominant, but they keep getting the job done. You know, like they they find ways to win, and, and I think that's when that's really impressive. So today's game, I mean, it could really go either way. I mean, that's obviously – like that's why it's a championship game. It can go either way. Um, but it is – I think it's definitely one of the more exciting – women's national championship probably in the last 10 or 20 years because you don't have UConn there. You don't have like South Carolina or Baylor. You don't have like a dominant team that you're like, oh yeah, they should win. It's like two teams who had potential, but now they're actually there. So those are kind of my initial thoughts on that. What about you, Charles? Yeah. Well, I feel like LSU is probably maybe the team that you are personally, you know, maybe have some spite against because they knocked out Utah and then they knocked out your Cavender twins in the elite eight. So I don't think you're a big no. uh, LSU fan right now, uh, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, you brought up a really good point there at the end of uh, what you were saying. Well, I think like women's basketball, at least for me personally, and I mean, men's is uh, kind of the same, but it was a little more madness, but in women's, it was a lot of the same teams would win, you know, there would be a dominant team and it really took the madness out of March on the women's uh, side of things. And I, that was a reason that it was a little bit more difficult for me to get into it. Cause you know, UConn, South Carolina, Baylor, those teams mentioned were powerhouse, especially UConn. And it got kind of boring just being like, Oh, you know, UConn's going to win the women's tournament and you know, that kind of stuff. So it's exciting to see, you said this tournament have a lot more of a men's, March Madness type of feel to it with the upsets and the runs that, uh, like, you know, Caitlin Clark, for example, is going on, you know, one of those March Madness runs and it's happening on the women's side, um, women's side of March Madness. And I think that's really good for, and, you know, we talked about this with baseball and the World Baseball Classic, getting baseball more popularity. This March Madness has gotten women's basketball a lot of popularity, which is really good. We, we really like to see that, you know, and I know that it's, you know, women in sports has been, you know, somewhat of an issue. And I, I like, you know, obviously we've taken a lot of steps to get it more, you know, of a level playing field so women can have opportunity to play sports. And so, you know, these are just steps in the right direction. And I really have enjoyed this tournament. Caitlin Clark is a dog. You know, I'm just going to say it. Forty Back-to-back 40 – Sam's laughing down there. Back-to-back 40-point <laughs> games with the 40-point triple-double. 
But I mean, I'm looking at her stats. She's been doing this since she got there. She's a junior now, but like her freshman year, she averaged 26, six and seven. So, you know, this isn't necessarily nothing new for her. She's always kind of been that, the, that, that girl, I'll say, you know, we don't always say that guy, but that girl. Right. right. And now it's on the big stage. And so really happy for her, really happy for women's basketball. I think it's going to be a good championship. LSC, I, I think Iowa, it would suck if Iowa doesn't win, to be honest. I, I think they, they got to win. I think that's just the storybook ending to what has, you know, been a really magical ride for them. So I want Iowa to win, and I think they will win. They beat the undefeated South Carolina, you know, knocked them out with that defense that they torched, to be honest, a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, I completely, I completely agree with Charles. Um, it's great for women's sports, definitely. Um, like Charles was saying, UConn has uh, dominated the last handful of uh, women's tournaments. Um, they've completely steamrolled competition. So it's great to actually see some parody and tournament play this year. Um, it's going to be tough to beat. I'm excited for the championship game too between Iowa and LSU, but it's going to be tough to top that Iowa-South Carolina game though. That was pretty hype to watch. I only got to watch a little bit of it um, live, but uh, yeah, no, Caitlin Clark and her performance in that game at least and everyone else coming together and actually in totally steamroll undefeated Gamecocks was amazing to watch. Um, it's it's great that we finally get like a fresh a fresh breath of air between uh, two teams that aren't UConn, and uh, it actually makes more fans want to watch that, and which has been a big problem with women's sports is getting viewerships up. Um, ESPN, I believe, pulled up a stat saying that um, the Iowa USC game was one of the most watched uh, women's NCAA tournament games ever, which is great to see. Um, I think it'll bring really high expectations for the championship game. Um, I'm totally with Iowa, though, uh, either way. Um, it would be a perfect storybook ending, too. Um, they actually, they completely they completely blew expectations out of the water um, playing USC. So I would feel a little disappointed if they just come up a little bit short in the title game. So it's really been fun to watch, though. I'm sad it's kind of coming to an end, though. I get there was, I mean, Stanford winning it a couple of years ago was maybe a little bit of, of you know, showing the cracks of like uh, college basketball being a little bit more of a level playing field. But before that, it was Baylor. I forgot Notre Dame too. They're a, they've been a powerhouse of women's basketball, but Baylor, Notre Dame, South Carolina, UConn, 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 Baylor, you know, like from the, just, I'm reading the past cha- year's champions. It's just, you know, those same teams. And then Notre Dame was in two of those or three of those championship games against, UConn and Baylor and then Mississippi State was in like two championship games it was like the same five six teams that you knew would probably get there you know there wasn't an FAU like on the men's side really that you would see but now that you you see Iowa and and LSU I think it's you know definitely a little bit more of a surprising run so Mm. it's definitely yeah it's definitely not as fun to watch the same team win over and over again like those multiple championships with UConn winning it, especially as a casual fan and you kind of aren't really like as energized and into the game as other people are, it gets kind of bland watching the same team win and win again. Cause a lot of excitement gets created from that back and forth pacing and basketball does such a good job with that. Um, the FAU and uh, San Diego state game is a perfect example of that. And we'll talk about more about that later on, but um 
yeah, what created all that excitement was between two very little known teams, especially in the basketball world. They're finally um, stepping up on a really big stage. And I'm glad to see that's finally happening with women's basketball and men's basketball. So it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I the mean, NIL stuff too. That's really, I think, helped the popularity because even Max Fall and some of the, the TikToks, yeah. you know. And, yeah. I, you know, like, you know, real quick before you go, Matt. Yeah, a lot of the NIL stuff I think has been, that could be one other topic, but I think it's been very good for college athletics, especially women's athletics. And oh, for example, one of uh, our own guests who, uh, BYU soccer, Brecken, I see she has a lot of NIL deals and that's really good to see her doing well. So, but yeah, you can go, Matt. I think that's helped the popularity too. So, yeah. I mean, I think NIL, I think has hurt in some ways, right? It's almost like you get to buy players, you know, I mean, that's kind of why, the Cavalier twins went from Fresno State to Miami, and there's an article about Miami getting in trouble for it, et cetera, whatever. Do I know what happened? No, I don't, whatever, right? Um, but, like, it definitely is interesting because Caitlin Clark said she's probably going to stay her senior year at Iowa because, one, she makes more money there at Iowa than she would at WBA. And she likes how the Iowa arena is full whenever the girls play, you know. And, and if you haven't watched, like, I don't know if you guys watched it all, but sometimes I, I would tune in and I would see, like, the Iowa women's game, and it's full. Like, it is, like, a capacity crowd, which for a women's basketball game is, like, pretty that, – that's pretty cool, you know, that that people show up and show out for that, you know, because that's definitely a unique thing when it comes to women's game, which, you know, is that unfortunate? Absolutely. I hope that it gets like the men's game where people start coming and watching like yeah of course um so yeah I think NIL has definitely helped the women's game for sure like 100% I think it's more helped than hurt now for the guys I think it's all different that one I, I think you could go 50-50 but for the girls I think it's definitely helped more it's like almost incentivized like hey come play sports like we need you all that kind of stuff you know like a sense of belonging which is good and, and I think that's really awesome um, when it comes to my pick for tonight, I'm also going to ride with Iowa because I like Caitlin Clark. She's a freaking dog. Um, her hey, response to like, my phrase. Hey, Hey, she is. She's yeah. a dog, bro. Like just the, the one play I love is, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically, oh, oh, I, I bet. um, I bet. uh, South Carolina, basically South Carolina can't really shoot very well. So they just guarded the paint oh, yeah. and she was like, they're like, Hey, go out here. And she's like, yeah, no, not going to do that. Right. And that's something I kind of wanted to bring up. I know we have we, we have some time talking about this stuff. Um, so I'm going to root with them. Also, they knocked out Utah, which, you know, hey, that's okay. I'm a BYU fan, but knocked out my Cavender twins, bro. Like, those are my girls, bro. Number 14. <laughs> <laughs> but That was um, the one. That's no, all that stung. <laughs> the Cav- yeah, I know. Rip the Cavender twins. Um, yeah, rip. Um, but no, so I'm going to root with Kaylin Clark because I, I just love her and just, like, the way she plays. Um but something that I thought was interesting and something I kind of didn't really appreciate um, is kind of like Don Staley, the coach of South Carolina. She kind of had comments after the game um, because the I think it was the the Iowa coach basically said like one of the other coaches said it's like a bar fight when you go in South Carolina. You know, basically it's high intensity. You never know how it's going to end up right. Like it's a physical contest, et cetera. 
And then the coach of South Carolina, Don Staley, kind of made it into like a race thing, which I think was very not really good for her because like that's not what it was saying, you know. I don't know. Did you guys see that um that interview or anything any of those comments at all? Or I had uh I had seen I'm looking up right now, I had seen a a post about how she made comments about how we're not street fighters bar something along those lines. Yeah. I'm looking up the quote right now. Um I mean so this was yeah, so an, an Iowa coach had said Yeah. Oh, I think it was just the this coach Lisa Blunder Blunder, I don't know, <laughs> said someone described rebounding in South Carolina to her as going to a bar fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I you know, I don't really have much of you know opinion or, or thoughts on something like that. I never want to try and take sports out of, you know, the sports world and make it anything political yeah. or anything along those lines. And I know obviously late in you know the past few years there's been more, you know, political views involved in sports, which has been kind of mm -hmm. tough to to see. I mean, really, I'm just hoping, you know, for I can't, I'm not really, you know, I for me personally, I don't really I just hope that both sides uh can learn from it and, and, and grow from it. Um, you know, for South Carolina, you know, if that did personally offend them, then you know, they're able yeah. to and I, I, you know, and like for Iowa to maybe like, you know, maybe I just, for me personally, I just want both sides to hopefully be able to learn from it and grow from it. That's really all I have to say about it. It's, I don't really have a yes or no, what was right or wrong, what should have been said, what shouldn't have been said. I just hope for me personally that they can, you know, there's no real bad blood at the end of the day on any side about comments that were made. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. Sam Does Sam have any comments? Or if you don't, that's totally fine. You have a blank stare. Um, well, I mean, to piggyback off of what Charles is saying too, um, hopefully it was definitely more all the adrenaline pent up, especially during um, a game that's happening. Hopefully there isn't any real like bad blood besides just um, friendly competition. I mean, it's it's obviously a big, very big competitive game. This is one of the biggest tournaments that. These girls might play in, especially if they don't even have a chance to play next year if they're seniors. But um, yeah, hopefully there isn't really anything underlying, like a big underlying moment behind those things. Hopefully they can move from it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think when they said it's like a bar fight, that's like just like a phrase you say, you know, like it's high intensity, you know. So maybe instead of saying that, just saying, yeah, it's the, you know, you go in there and it's just, high intensity right you know or just like a battle so, maybe like it'll be a battle. yeah exactly yeah. or just a battle right you know maybe the choice of words but i don't think it how this i know it wasn't supposed to be about race and stuff so which is it's which stinks you know a little bit that's how the coach portrayed it but at the end of the day i hope that both coaches can learn from it and hopefully there's like you said no bad blood everyone just like moves on and realize hey this was like probably Hopefully today's game is the game of the tournament, but if not, like that South Carolina Iowa game was probably the game of the tournament. High intensity, 
everyone was giving it their all. Like Sam said, some seniors, you know, that was their last game, you know, mm-hmm. and as much as it sucks to like go out that way, like, I mean, that's almost the way you want to go out. Like you'd rather go out close, I think, than, you know, you're right there. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, with that being said, you know, about going out close, um, I think we can move on to our next topic of, uh, that was a good transition of, uh, <laughs> the men's tournament so when it comes to the men's tournament um we can talk about you know from day one till now but i want to say probably yesterday san diego state versus fau game is probably the game of the tournament so far what do you guys think the game of the tournament because i know we talked about this previously and i said arkansas kansas up until that point but this one this one probably i think has to take the cake I said Furman, Virginia, which is really hard to beat because that was – Yeah, no. And then Sam said Purdue FDU. I did – yeah, originally I did say Purdue FDU. Um, FAU and Kansas State would be even a, a close one in that uh, – Kansas match. State, Michigan State. Ah, uh, that one's tough. That was yeah. a really good game too. There's, there's just been a lot of good games happening on the men's mm-hmm. side. Of I'm, I'm really uh, – I'm really pleased to see, as more of a casual basketball fan, I'm really pleased to see all this parody happening. Pair, pair, sorry, you know what I'm trying to say? Pair, parity, parody, parody. Yeah, okay. but um, a lot of parity in this tournament going on is very been very fun to watch. Maybe we should just call this like the pronunciation cool. podcast. <laughs> yeah, the pronunciation well, I can't pronounce words either. So yeah, the pronunciation <laughs> podcast with sports. That's pretty much what it should be. With, yeah, with a little sports sprinkled in there. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. hopefully, hopefully the viewing audience knows what I'm trying to say. No, no, yeah. no I, I got you, Sam. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think for me, after thinking about it, you know, like right now, I still think the Michigan State Kansas State game was better for me. I understand the magnitude of last night's game final four mm-hmm. and of course we hadn't mm-hmm. seen a buzzer beater since and you were you were right matt because you said the Jalen suggs game and that's actually the last buzzer beaters uh march mass buzzer beater uh, before last night that was the last one so but you know let me just say and that's the thing with some of the i've watched some of these games like texas miami is a perfect example too where I, I'm just kind of watching the game, and I'm just like, and the game, you know, it ended in a more dramatic fashion than the Texas-Miami game. But I, I look back, and I'm like, why did San Diego State win that game? I feel like FAU had complete control, and they played way better. And I'm just, I wonder how San Diego State got to 72 points. I feel like I didn't really see them score, or they struggled to score. And I, yeah. I'm really confused. I, I was just like, they just won. But then I look back, I think it just kind of gets blended into how they had, it was like that's what in the last two minutes he had seven offensive rebounds. Yeah, no, it, it was, was it was, was it was nuts. from minute and I, I remember it was from minute six in the second quarter to like minute four and a half or like four fifteen. Basically they got fouled, went to made the first, missed the second rebound, get fouled, missed the first, or make the first, get the sec uh miss the second, get the rebound. Like they literally from minute six to like four fifteen I think they had like five or six offensive rebounds and like, it was like, what is going on? Like it was, it was insane. Yeah. I just don't know how they scored. I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, how did they score? How did they score 72 points? I honestly can't even remember. Like it was one of those games and I'm just like, yeah. how did they win this game? Uh, it was so crazy to watch. <laughs> Charles and I can definitely speak a lot more on this because we watched it happen live 
And I was so mad for FAU, not even because I wanted them to win for McChicken money. But yeah, that last <laughs> like six, seven minutes of the game was so frustrating seeing SDSU get all those offensive rebounds. Vladislav Golden. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I can't all Russian this. dudes that went like one for five on, God, on free throws. How does that happen? He's he's seven okay. foot one and he can't make okay. It. This is five free throws. This is yeah. So real quick, uh yeah, this is the oh man. So Sam was furious at Golden, the the Russian center last yeah. night for FAU because of the missed yeah. free throws and then the fouls. And then when he got that offensive rebound, and this was my favorite point. He threw it away. And Sam was like, "You threw it right." He threw it. He yeah, he threw it right. I forget who the player was, but he threw it right at a San Diego <laughs> State player. Not even it yeah. wasn't close or a debate. He threw it right at his chest like a bullet. Well, yeah, it was funny because there's I think a guy open from FAU, like, on the left side, like, literally, like, yeah. at the corner. Yeah, they showed a replay and I was like, bro, you have three timeouts. Like, call a timeout. They, yeah, they showed a replay of that. There was, like, five different scenarios that would have been leagues better than just the throwing it straight and giving a turnover like that. But, man, I don't know. I guess pressure gets to people like that sometimes. I definitely can't – I definitely can't speak the other way. I would break down in that kind of pressure. I'm not a – I'm not a very good guy under pressure, so – I'll have to give it to him a little bit, but that's still big chicken money down the drain. I'm still mad about that. Yeah, I remember asking Sam when, like, they were shooting free throws, would you make these, you know, in, in the moments? He's like, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, definitely folded under pressure. Not. Credit to him where credit is due. He did make one free throw out of five or six. It's, it's still a pretty bad number looking back on it, but I still have to give him credit, though. I would probably make the same. I'd probably have the same stat line if I were in issues. Granted, I'm not seven foot one, too. I'm a healthy five ten, but still though, <laughs> it was frustrating to watch. I will also say real quick for it obviously sucks for FA. I mean, either way, one of these teams is in the championship. You know, they're both, I would say, mid-majors. Although I feel like we kind of forget how good San Diego State was before the COVID year, how good that team could have I been. I don't I don't forget because the only reason why I don't forget is because BYU used to be in that conference. So, like, yeah. I kind of know that San Diego State is good. I mean, that's where Kawhi went, you yeah. know, Kai Flynn, everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, for me, I'd say it's a little bit hard. Like, it's it's easier for me to say, oh, yeah, like, I can see how they're that good because it's San Diego State. But you have to look. Before this tournament, the Mountain West, in the last, I think, five tournaments, was like 0-9 in their games. And obviously uh, – first Mountain West team to make a Final Four, and both teams had never made a Final Four, so one of these teams was going to make their first ever national championship. It hurts a little more, though, for FAU, because they were really the mid-major, you know, and like 35-3, mm-hmm. and three, they came in. They beat Kansas State. I don't think really people were expecting that, to be honest. That's when people thought they would were legit, you know, because, mm-hmm. the, you know, they played FDU's uh, round of 32. People were like, oh, they kind of easy ride, so mm-hmm. obviously it sucks for them, but I, for me personally, like, what was his – his name was Boyd. What's his first name? Let me pull him up real quick. Nicholas Boyd. He's the guy who hit the four threes in the first half, but it was in, like, the first 12 minutes or so. He didn't really – he didn't score after that, and I wanted to see – they didn't really run much for him. Like, I wanted to see him get more action because he was on fire, you know, in that first half. And kind of same for San Diego State with Matt Bradley, who got hot real quick, and then he kind of he, – he got a little bit in the second half, but he – he honestly saved them because, like, all his threes were contested. I'm not going to lie. If he doesn't make any yeah. of them, they don't win. But yeah. 
Yeah, for FAU, they, I thought they should have gotten Boyd more looks. I think they gave they gave Davis, the guy who actually had the shot, their last shot before the San Diego State came down. I thought they gave him – he's a great player, but I thought they gave him a little too much um, – like too much control of the offense to like create a shot because it wasn't his night. You could have given it to, to Martin. Uh, forgot his first name. He had 26, you know, but I – for that last play, you know, their last play, I didn't like how he had the ball to make a play. Because, like, it wasn't yeah. his night, you know. I would have let Martin make a play or set something for Boyd, you know, who had been stroking, stroking threes. So, yeah. But still, I mean, I think a heck of a team, a heck of a season. You know, they, they're definitely proud. So, and yeah. we'll see. Uh, I, I think San, we'll, we'll get into predictions, but I think San Diego State's run, run ends here. But good for them, at least, and good for good for someone. Not, yeah. not Sam. I, <laughs> yeah, not me. Um, I'm I'm glad they 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 both they both teams um, both teams played their hearts out. Definitely. Um, it's sad to see FAU go. They had such like a good Cinderella run. Um, I kept reiterating how awesome it would be to have the first nine seat make it to the national championship. They're not a Cinderella though. Remember? Well, technically not. But <laughs> according I, to them, I, they're I not. I still thought it was a Cinderella story. I had no idea FAU existed yeah. before this tournament, and they just steamrolled competition up until now. But um, I agree with Charles, though. I was kind of disappointed with Butler's usage. Uh, FAU as a team was kind of crumbling at the last final minutes. So I think something like this upset with um, the Lamont Butler game winner, I think is kind of expected to happen. Um, they had like what a fourteen point lead with five minutes left in the game. No, it was like twelve minutes. No. There was still time. It was twelve. I, yeah, oh, okay. that's the that's the thing is FAU needed that lead with about probably seven minutes left, rather than twelve minutes yeah. left. Yeah, it it just and that's what I was thinking whenever all of a sudden FAU got that fourteen point lead. I was like, man, I was like, it's too bad that this lead isn't at like the seven minute mark it's at the 12 minute mark because you could tell once they got to 14 but and San Diego State took that time out afterwards they came out and started playing more physical with them I could tell I was like oof I think San Diego State is starting to wear them down and figure them out a little bit you know what I'm saying and also like what was first off in March man it seems like the clock just is on standstill it just never seems to end you know but anyways so for FAU, and this was the other thing why I thought for sure FAU, even more than the Texas-Miami game, which also, I don't know how Miami won that game. Anyways, FAU had like one foul when they went up 14. San Diego State had like eight or nine already. They were already in the double They're in the bonus, yeah. And that's another reason I can't believe that FAU, honestly, bullishly, they and they stopped being aggressive, I thought. You know, and, and San Diego State, you said they came out more physically, which they kind of needed to. They kind of had to do something, but they had – Nine fouls already. If you're attack them with how physical they are, you're probably going to get some free throws, you know. And so that's another reason I can't believe that that San Diego State was able to come back and win because well, they only had one you foul. Get free throws with with Sam's Russian man. Well, he's like the only guy who missed free throws really for them. Just saying. Yeah, a, a lot. Most of the other teammates did pretty well, but yeah, no, Vladdy. Vladdy down. Wow. Real quick though, when you when you saw after after he missed it and they went down and you kind of knew they're not calling a timeout. Yeah. What was like? I'll go with you, Matt. First, what was like going through your head as that guy was you know Butler was dribbling down, and he like got down you know kind of towards the baseline, and then what was your yeah, thoughts right so, there right before he shot it? 
so I saw that they um so basically the shot clock and game clock was like six seconds away, you know, from each other. When I saw them grab the rebound, I saw there was like eight seconds left. So that's like, okay. So they just gained two seconds. So he went a little earlier than probably should have, right? Yes. Oh yeah, that's a big point. Um big key. So he got two extra seconds. So he got the rebound, started going, and then he dribbled into the corner. And at that point, I was like, because all of a sudden he got three on. I was like, oh, they're going to win the game. And then he dribbled the corner. And I was like, oh, he's going to do a ridiculous step back, whatever. I was like, there's no way. And then he kind of looked like he was going to go baseline and then came back around to the midi. And as he pulled up, I said, oh, that's game. Like literally as he was pulling up, I was like, yeah, that's in. And I saw it and I was like, yeah, that thing's in. And then it went in and I was like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he just, like, I was like, all right. Like he gave me like a whole game's worth of like feelings and emotion within like eight seconds. Cause I went from they're going to win to he's in the corner. That's something that you're told not to do. Right. Probably not going to happen. And then he comes out and does a mid range and you're like, Oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. They won. So that's kind of my thoughts on that one. That's, that's how I felt. I was like, wow, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went from, you're completely right. It went from like, for me personally, when he's drilling down, I thought he might not have realized how much time was left. Cause I was like, is he even gonna get a shot? Why is he going like right to the baseline? But then he kind of made that little move to get himself back to the middle. And I don't know how he got such a good look like a 17 foot mid range, like a, such a good look. I mean, obviously you don't want to foul if you're FAU, but it was like well, pretty wide open. I was like, Oh, that's the, sh that's a shot you want to take, you know, if you're, you know, to try and win it. And it looked good. The spin was good. I was like, that looks pretty good. And then it was the switch, obviously. And yeah. 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 What, what were you thinking, Sam? It was, it was destined to happen. I think with how much the game slowed down in the final couple of minutes, March, I'll be honest, March Madness was so bad that with obviously with all the timeouts you could take along with the commercial breaks that CBS and TBS would like to give out too, it, it was definitely drawn out a bit and it looked like FAU was running out of gas a lot. So it was kind of bound to see that happen. So whenever um, Butler ended up having the ball um, all to himself in the final couple of seconds, I knew something big like this was going to happen. So like, oh, he's either going to make the biggest shot of his life or he's just going to completely miss it. But no, he had a good look. Um, he made a perfect swish basket. Um, I think he couldn't have been more clutch at that moment. It was pretty awesome to see. So I'll say that. Those And you bring up that great point about how they, the you know, FAU shot too early. Those extra two seconds got him that look he probably wanted because you know how he dribbled to the baseline. Like I said, I didn't mm -hmm. really know if he knew how much time was exactly left, but he was probably just hearing yells of shoot it, you know, like shoot it, shoot it. And, you know, I don't know if he really saw, but if he didn't have those extra two seconds, A, he might not even gotten a shot up and B, it would have probably been a really tough contested baseline shot. So those yeah. two se extra seconds from shooting too early, really, really, because he shot with about 0.7 left. He like the shot he, when he yeah. actually left his hands, there was 0.7 left, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, and something I was thinking about too is um, when FAU was driving in, right? Uh, what was his name? Whatever his name was, drove in, right? Davis, I think. Davis, what I would have done is pump fake because as you look, those guys are going for the block. You pump fake and then go in and you draw your fouls because they're expecting you to shoot, right? What's the worst thing? The worst thing that happens is you 
turn over the ball and you use all the shot clock. Like yeah. you're up one. Like that's the worst thing that happens. Yeah. Or let's say they block it, right? And then the ball goes somewhere, whatever. More time. I mean, okay, then great. But guess what? The result is the same. It's still you're up by one, even if you do a shot clock violation. And it's not like NBA where you can advance the ball, etc. So for me, especially because he wasn't having the an like a game, like he wasn't really shooting very well. For me, I would have probably played to the oh, they're gonna try to block it. So I'm gonna pump fake and then go and get the foul. You know, yeah. rather than he was just it was too much probably all too much in one moment. He was moving too fast. He was just like, I'm gonna get this up and yeah, so Yeah, it looked a little rushed, but I mean it was a good play. I mean, he got a clean look and everything like that. I mean, if it roll if it drops in, we might be talking about FAU being the championship rather than San Diego State, right? So yeah. I mean, it was a good play. I think FAU did a great job. Um I feel bad we haven't really talked about the other matchup, UConn and Miami. I mean, but it really yeah. wasn't it was, as much of a game. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, UConn's yeah. basically – UConn's been what, steamrolling. I'm just going to say one one more quick thing before we jump into that. Is it is San Diego State coach Brian Dutcher? That's his name, right, I believe? Yeah. Shout out to him. I love how he did not call a timeout. Love that. Yeah, that it was, was really yeah. sporadic. That was fun he, to watch. He knew, you know, because – that's the thing. I mean, obviously, you may want to get a play, get a good shot, but like FEU's gonna have their defense set, but they were, it was sporadic. Yeah. So I actually, he, you know, the guy who was dribbling it, he knew Butler could make a play, get a shot for himself. I love how he didn't call a timeout there. For so, me, I like he, having those sporadic fast breaks because people aren't set and you can exactly. get a better look, I think, than yeah. doing the other stuff. And he, he so had a guy I, in Butler. I think that was good. He trusted to get himself a shot, you know. If need be, he had the ball coming and up the court. It's so. not like the NBA where if you take a timeout, you can advance the ball and stuff. Like right, I can see right, an advantage right. for that, but the other one you can't. So might as well do a fast break and go for it. Yeah, he he definitely had confidence in his team, especially even before the twelve minute mark where San Diego State wasn't allowing in. Well, was allowing everything, and no, it's always glad to see a coach have that happen. Oh, and I just want to say. For people who are still wondering why Sam lost chicken money, um, I made a bracket for all of – I made a bracket pool for all of our buddies. I posted on Instagram, anything like that. And basically, it was like a $2 per bracket buy-in and stuff. Sam actually ended up putting in 10 Martin put in more, and I put in more than uh, what we were supposed to, but we just wanted to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the bracket pool ended up being like 120 bucks or whatever. And the breakdown was if you got first place, it was 60. If you got um so it was 110. Second place was 30, 30. Was it 110? Yeah. Yeah, 110. Yeah. So it was 60 for first place, 30, and then 20. And so I was in first and second. I had two brackets. So I was in first and second. So I was like, okay, like I'll make what is that like 90 bucks? Like, okay. And at least Sam 50. Chicken. It, yeah. yeah. Sam was in third. Sam was in third for 20. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, I'm making money, but Sam had to make chicken money in it. And I was reading for FAU, not because of the money thing, but just because I don't know, it'd be kind of fun to see like FAU in it, you know, mm-hmm. just because they had a great story. Um, but then that shot happened. And then all I see in the group chat is, Sam's McChicken money is gone. That just made me laugh so much. Oh, man. That so, made me so mad. I can't – I really, like, on a serious note, I can't be that mad because I'm obviously not as uh, basketball-minded as you guys are. It was a lot of dumb luck with my bracket, 
but I was clear ahead in first place uh, before Houston and Alabama. They both Ooh. in the same day. <laughs> I had so many projected points until that day. Um, God. It, yeah, overall, how though. I fell after just a few days like that. But Overall, though, with this year's bracket, pool thing was a little bit more fun and exciting. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, after after FAU choking by the slightest margin, I, I just fell out to fourth place. So I didn't win any of the chicken money. Um, uh, Charles' girlfriend, Autumn, actually took my place in third. So No, she, 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 she jumped first. all the way to first. She just take your yeah, place. Yeah, first. She did jump to first. I mean, you, you said, you you know, you don't know as much. It was like your back was dumb luck. Well, I mean, Autumn's was... Just it, it, as good as yours yeah. in terms of guessing. So she she picked, by the way, for everyone listening, why she got first. She picked San Diego State to win it all. So them winning this game propelled her uh, because why everyone did she, accepted, Why did she pick San Diego? Why did she pick San Diego State? Uh, maybe I should ask her. Uh, I, she texted me. Uh, she told me about it. But yeah, real quick, she jumped past everyone and she's the only one with max points left. So she's in first at 650. She picked San Diego State because she said she had good vibes, number one. Number two, obviously their record, their defense, and how they had only lost since, since like twice since like December. She was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah," because she read the she read the bios. You know how it has the bios when you look at matchups. She just read their mm-hmm. bio and was like, "And eh, it doesn't say anything about them being poor free throw shooters," which they actually missed a lot yesterday. Anyways, so she was like, "Yeah, I just picked them because that's that's really that's it." I mean, that just shows you how. How how <laughs> easy it is to pick a bracket. Yeah, how long can be like. Yeah, she just had good vibes. Yeah, but it but was, real quick, yeah, we gotta get a little bit about the other game. Yeah, yeah, we have like final, a couple minutes left. So. Why, why didn't Why didn't you ever? Matt was hiding how good UConn was from me. I, how How did you know UConn was so good, bro? They cr- their margin of victory has was twenty two before this game, and they won by thirteen. So their margin of victory has been like right around twenty. They crushed everyone. How did you know they were so good? Yeah, I was telling I was telling um Charles my picks and actually my best bracket has UConn winning it actually right now and I should have put that one in the group but I was like I like picked them because I was like oh, I, really, I really like this team but they're probably not going to win but so I'll, I'll leave it out like cuz UConn was kind of like my sleeper team that I really liked. Um the reason why I liked them is because when they played at the beginning of the year they went 16 and 0 again or 13 and 0 against non-conference and they had like a little blip and then they end up going 13 and two after that. And just the way like their team is structured, they're long, they have shooters, their free throw percentage is good. Like to me, I was just like, man, I really like this UConn team. Like I really think they could do something. And in their championship game I, of the Big East, I think they destroyed, it was either Marquette or Xavier. No, they and actually like, lost their championship game oh, Marquette did, by two. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they lost by two. And I was like, you know what? And oh, that's why I said, you know what? That might have them – that was their loss that made them sting. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I don't want to feel this. You know, like almost like overconfidence, you know. It kind of went out the window. And so to me, that's kind of why I picked UConn. Uh, obviously, in the in our in our group, I didn't pick them. I did have them in, my fi- in the final four. But that was the team that Charles was like, really, UConn? And I was like, yeah, like that's my team. And so, so far, they made me look man. smart. I but, no so I should have bet money on them at the beginning of the tournament to win it all. But if they don't steamroll SDSU, I'll be kind of shocked, to be honest. I really think Same. they should. They remind me exactly their dominance of Villanova in 2018. 
when yeah. they, you just they kind of steamrolled through everyone that they played, and you just knew they were the best team. Like they they crushed Kansas in the final four, they crushed Michigan in the championship game, they crushed Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, you know, West Virginia. I think they beat like really good teams, and UConn has beat like they crushed Gonzaga, you know, they crushed Arkansas, who had beaten Kansas. They just handled this Miami team pretty easily, who knocked off Texas, who was a, a popular pick to win it all. So UConn's just dominant, man. They look, they're undefeated in Texas, too, when it's Final Four time. So they got to win. I, I can't see them not winning. But at least uh, Autumn got her, her triple McChicken money from San Diego State. So, money, yeah. yeah, what do you think of Sam, though? Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's, it's definitely been dominant all tournament uh, performance by UConn. Um, I really wasn't surprised to anyone that they steamrolled Miami too in the Final Four game. It was definitely um, a little less exciting compared to the other game, San Diego State and FAU. But I mean, it's it was kind of expected at this point. Like Charles is saying, UConn has pretty much dominated everyone else that they've played against in the bracket. Um, I would say one team that was most surprising that they played against was Arkansas. Arkansas was riding the most like absolute high playing against Kansas and I and finally beating them for once. They have such a huge rivalry and being able to beat a one seed like that was amazing for Arkansas. And UConn just showed up and blew them out of the water. And they blew every other team out of the water that they played too. So it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be any surprise during the championship game. Um, I love San Diego State as a team. I love to see them win too. As much as FAU, they're not going to win the championship game. I'm sorry. I like to make more yeah. bold takes and more like confident, but I don't even think it's I can't. I can't make it. I can't make that take. You consciously yeah. that could. Yeah, I know. It 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 ruins a little fun out of a national championship game like that, but UConn's just outperformed everyone in the bracket, and I don't think it's going to change. So real quick before we we or do you want to say something, Matt? Because I was gonna say we're pretty much wrapping up here. I wanted to just uh one last thing as we wrap up to to end it. I wanted to go over all of our final four picks that we had picked in our in the brackets. So in, in our group at least. I know Matt has another bracket, but so we'll start with myself because I finished last out of all of us. Good thing we didn't do a punishment this year. <laughs> I scored 420 and got 12th, you know, not terrible. I mean, it was better than last year. So I picked Arizona, Kansas State, which wasn't too bad of a pick, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas yeah. A&M, I, I rode that one a little too much, I guess. Uh, and then Kansas, I thought Bill Self was co- coaching, so I blame that on that. So uh, <laughs> Matt, or we'll do Sam's bracket because he technically got less than both of Matt's brackets. Sam had... <laughs> Alabama, he had Kansas State as well. Sam and I were same yeah. wavelength there. Yeah. Houston, I, I I knew Houston was going to make it. I knew you shouldn't have picked them. Oh, and then Gonzaga, I don't think Gonzaga was a bad pick either. Yeah. So. No, it, these were pretty safe picks, I thought. And it, it really did crush me to see after seeing Houston and Alabama just yeah. absolutely die out. <laughs> I was like, where did, where did all my hopes and dreams go? So Sam and I both went 0 for 4 on Final Four teams, like 87% of people did. Yeah. Matt's third bracket, which I guess his second one is the one he did enter because it says Matty B, one, four, three, two, three. He had Alabama, Marquette, Houston. Man, you picked Houston too. I'm kind of shocked. And then UConn, which was correct, but he had UConn losing to Houston. Wow, I'm kind of shocked about that. And then 
your other bracket, which had Alabama, Duke, Texas, and UConn. So you you kind of knew about UConn, but you were riding high on Alabama, and that obviously didn't pay off. So, yeah, there's our uh, there's the final fours that we've all picked. So Houston, Houston, and Alabama was definitely the two teams to beat before the bracket started. So it was a lot of people's picks. Alabama looked really good. That's that's that was the best game San Diego State's played in this tournament was against Alabama, definitely. Yeah, because they kind of squeaked past Creighton, and then they obviously squeaked past FAU. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. they, Alabama they kind of controlled that game. So yeah, yeah, that's what got on the McChicken money. What's and what that? prevented Matt from getting more was that San Diego State beating Alabama, or would have that would have been it. So yeah, <laughs> that's just how it goes sometimes. Okay, still made money. So. Sorry, That's Sam. I, I feel better. At least Sam didn't make anything. It makes me feel better. But, oh my gosh. Bro, I never, I never, I haven't even won anything. Like we, we make little uh, games <laughs> with uh, all of ourselves and our buddies pretty often, but I've never won a championship from where I remember. I've been second. All I know, um, all I know is Martin is happy that Autumn is in the group because he, he says that I win too much. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good for Autumn to win for once. Matt does win way too many times. That's like Autumn's first win in our kind of group, I would say, that I can think of. So Autumn, Autumn is the her. main yeah. person. Autumn is the main person that's met. That is Matt. Matt's kryptonite, which is great. No, Martin's the uh, yeah. well, Martin too, but yeah, that's that's for fantasy football, and that's only in the regular season, apparently. So it doesn't really count. But yeah, as as we're as we're leaving now, the the women's championship is is already underway. So, yep. or it should be like right right now underway. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the TBD podcast. I guess we can call it for now. Call that it for now to be decided podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode five, uh, breaking down March Madness, women's and men's tournament. Totally. There we go. You, throw them up, throw up, Matt. The U Miami sign. Yeah, throw them up. For the U. Let's go. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed and make sure to listen on Spotify, Apple, or we have a YouTube version, a video version. Uh at No Notes Podcast is still the handle, but probably will be changing soon. We hope you guys enjoy. Give it a like, subscribe. This is H Double, Maddie B, Sam Cookie. We're signing off. We will see you guys Peace. on a Friday. Bye guys.